On today's episode, we talk about why the 76ers balance seems like they're starting to come together at just the right time as we get ready for the final 10 games in the stretch run headed into the postseason next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host, Keith Pompey, as always, Sixers beat writer for the Inquirer.com, all the way on the left coast, the west coast, as we get ready to discuss the Sixers and the Lakers from last night. Thank you. Before we get into that, thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you're checking us out there, at Locked On 76ers. Keith, what's going on, man? Soaking up all that warm weather out there while it rained all day last night here in Philadelphia. Well, it sucks to be you. <laughs> nah, nah. It's, it's, hey, let me tell you this, man. I'm catching a little cold out here. The change in weather. Is change a little the climate, crazy. man. Yeah, man. I'm like, you know, everybody out here, like, rocking short sleeves and shorts and whatnot and you know and i'm out here like this is lovely now i'm like hey maybe i need (laughs) to like do something well let me tell you because my dad keith lives in in california so when i would go visit as a kid every summer stay for about a month and some change out there first few days i would always get sick because of to your point Mm-hmm. leaving here going out there and it was in the summer so it was still warm but it was that change of climate you yeah. know just the the different the different air out there uh the, the smug that's uh, you know it's so smoggy out there and everything and i would always get sick man for a couple of days before i got settled in so i get it yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah allergy medicine my man allergy medicine exactly yeah well listen man there was a lot to uh Look forward to uh, out there in Los Angeles last night as the Sixers took down the Los Angeles Lakers. And while the Lakers did make it a game, no LeBron James. We thought that he would play coming back from their four-game road trip. They did not make, he did not take the floor. But Joel Embiid, James Harden, they did so. Joel Embiid, another double-double. James Harden scoring 25 points. Tyrese Maxey mixing in 21. Ty- Tobias Harris, 20. Keith? I, I got to tell you, man, the balance, even though it's only been a few games together with all four scoring the basketball, the balance looked like it's starting to come together for this team. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and the, the real balance thing is when you look at the number of shots. I mean, you see where Joel had a, a team high, 19 shots. James Harden had 18. Tobias Harris had 15. And Maxi had 14. And And, you know, you look at that. And you say to yourself, like, that's what they need to do to get all these guys involved. And, you know, I'll give you credit. Remember, I, you said Tobias has to have double-digit shot attempts, and, and he yep. did. So when you look at it, you know, I, I think that that had a lot to do with it because I, I feel like when you have those four on the floor and when you have Tobias giving you something, 
Maxi, you know, getting those hustle plays. Cause that's where he typically starts off with, right? Those right. fast breaks. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. I think you know, they're a formidable foe when you can do that right there. You can start it off like that. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, you get to see what happens. So, look, the Sixers were up early. Then they went down by three uh, because the Lakers just shot the lights out. Six of nine in the first quarter from from beyond. George Niang, Niang had three to help the Sixers stay within distance. So they were only down three after one. But uh, to, to your point, Tyrese Maxey had to, you know, play a big part of what was going on, just mixing in the stuff that he was doing with his speed. And I found it interesting, Keith, and as we talk about why the balance is important going into the final 10 games and into the postseason with the Sixers one and a half games back. We'll talk about that at the Miami Heat. Um, just to see them, as you po- pointed out, with the shot selection. Uh, the aggressiveness of them all and picking their spots of when to do what while Joel and B can still be dominant. It's important because now Doc Rivers can tinker a little bit with certain things with the rotation. So as the guys play very well for Con Korkmaz and Shake Milton in the last game on Monday, Monday against the Miami Heat, who are now falling apart thanks to the Sixers, um, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you, you saw that there was a change in the substitution pattern where Tyrese Maxey came out of the game early, Shake Milton and um, George Niang came into the game as the substitutions. And that was a little bit of a different wrinkle with keeping James Harden and Embiid on the floor together as, as um, who was it, Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey came off the floor mm-hmm. at the same time. So trying to trying something different, and it's something that I expected that Doc Rivers would do. Yeah, it was great. I mean, when you look at the game that Maxey had two nights ago or three nights ago now um, against the Miami Heat where he was just in the attack mode, he looked at it like, hey, look, this is a pairing. You know, the other pairing, you basically got to get a ball to Joel. But this is a pairing where you can be in straight attack mode and to, Tobias could be the Robin to your Batman, Batman so to speak. If, if, if you don't have anything, you dish to him. And I, I think it's a, it's a solid pairing for now because it's one of those things where you know you have a legitimate scoring threat on, on, on the floor. I felt like before, even though he was getting buckets, it was kind of like you were wasting opportunities with him just because you knew that the number one focus was making sure that Joel ate, you know what I mean? Now he's eating. Right. And and now you see it a little bit different. And as he stayed in that first quarter, Keith, I also saw he was a little fatigued, man. He he was tired Uh, after uh, about 10 minutes of run. You could see that he was lagging a little bit, running up and down the court. But to have James Harden still out there with him, George Niang knocking down the shots that we're talking about, uh, mixing in again, Shake Milton, and, and as well as the other guard with James Harden to see how that pairing would go too with those two in the backcourt, trying to see if you can tweak that just a little bit where Shake Milton is not deferring to those two, but still being aggressive. And I, I, was, I, was, I was happy to see what I saw from that grouping that was out there early in the first quarter and why, again, the balance, not just with the four or five starters, including Matisse Thibel, but with everyone getting their piece. George Niang firing off his shots. Perkon Korkmaz, again, the unlimited shooting that he does in a short amount of time. But just to see the balance, 
is only going to serve Doc Rivers well as he figures out what is right and what isn't right going into the start of the postseason. So 10 more games remaining, two on this West Coast trip, but a good start so far. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I expect them to win the next game, and, and, you know, we'll see what happens when they go up against Phoenix. Um, That should be a good one. But, yeah, it's, it's a great start. It's a great start. Yeah, it really was, man. It really was. And uh, I'd love to see it. And with that, we need to get into, we're going to tell you why Tobias Harris stepping up in a big way and getting those double-digit shots is super important for the 76ers as we continue on right here on Locked On 76ers. D, do you know why free trials renew without your consent is a business scam out because it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let the greedy <laughs> corporations pocket your money. Download Tree True Bill to take control of your subscription. And this is something, D, I'm gonna be real with you. This is something that I'm I'm really gonna do because you know, every time each month I always look at my account. And it's like, oh, I, I got built for this subscription. I got built for that. I'm like, dang, I don't even, like, pay attention to that stuff anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, so this is something that really uh, hits close to home. and something that I really want to do. And it's funny, though, because on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your account and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscription um, in one tap. I'm telling you, I'm going to do this, bro. So don't fail, don't fall, excuse me, for subscription scams. Start canceling today in Truebill.com um, slash locked on MBA. So again, start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you a thousand a year. Wow. I need to do that, dude. I need to save a thousand dollars. But do it today, people. Do it today. And when you do that and you save your thousand, you can take a piece of that as I tell you about NBA's Top Shot. NBA's Top Shot is the officially licensed NFT of the NBA, which has taken over. NFTs, as you all know, is taken over. It's a, it's taken over in a big way. And now you can get involved with the NBA as well with NBA's Top Shot. Connect with the community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. So if you haven't had enough of an experience as an NBA fan. This is a way to you, for you to get in. This is the future of what being a fan looks like. It's part trading cards. And listen, every moment on Top Shot originates a pack. Unlike trading cards, these are, aren't still images on cardboard. They are officially licensed NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. So if it's a big shot from Joel Embiid or it's a big shot from James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, whatever your favorite player may be, you can get that with the NBA Top Shot Fantasy Sports. If 2K influencers mention my team and completing sets in that every night, you have the ability to capitalize in the market if you're able to predict top performance. If you feel like you know your team very well and you know what's going to happen, this is for you. Investors include big names, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, not to mention local product here in Philadelphia, Will Smith. There are also a lot of other NBA players in the community. 
that are also involved. I hear people talk about this all the time. Why would I buy a highlight when I can just watch it on YouTube for free? Like Locked On 76ers podcast. Well, it's not just about watching the highlight. It's about having ownership stake and what's akin to a stock market for NBA's greatest highlights. So again, sign up today for NBA Top Shot, the best way to start getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull an NFT of a superstar like Joel Embiid, LeBron, KD, best way for $9. And if you can pull your favorite player from the starter pack, you can stack moments from marketplace that appeals to you. Top Shot Moments can get you access to events and can be used in fantasy mini games on a regular basis. So go check it out. Once again, NBA Top Shot, the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. And thank you for listening and making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts like Keith Pompey and others. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Keith, I got to talk about it. You mentioned it, the double digits in the shot attempts for Tobias Harris. He ended up with 20 points, seven rebounds, five assists in 36 minutes. And Keith, here's why I felt like it was important to see the type of game that we saw from Tobias Harris. Not just these shot attempts, but it was the aggression in looking for the shot attempts. The five assists that he had in the game as well, in the win, 126-121 over the Lakers last night. It was about him also linking up with DeAndre Jordan, seeming like he had a pretty good connection with Jordan as the reserve big man again, making sure that the staggering Doc Rivers is doing with certain starters out there on the floor. And as Embiid came off with Harris and Maxie again going to the bench early, Jordan comes in and he's now the big man. And they had Keith a pretty good connection going on last night with two live attempts that I can think of right off the top of my head between Tobias Harris and DeAndre Jordan. So not only is the scoring key getting on the glass and helping out with the rebounds, it's also him being a playmaker as well as his stuff is going right, as, as his game is going offensively, he can also set up his teammates for some good looks as well. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with him feeling being a little bit more comfortable in his role. But I also think go. that I think also think that the Sixers are making it a little easier for him too. Like we're talking about those two uh, lobs he had to Jordan, right? The first couple yep. games, he he wasn't in that position to make plays. You know what I mean? So I think like he's getting comfortable, but I also think that Doc Rivers is taking advantage of his strengths, giving them because knowing that he's a rhythm player. You know, and and the thing about him and Jordan, you know, they were teammates with the Clippers years ago. So he's familiar with playing with this guy. So I, I feel like Doc coaching yep. is, is, is un, kind of unlocking them, so to speak, and it, it, it's, it's working out well. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna be key as we talk about the balance a little bit earlier. That's gonna be key because the double teams are always gonna go to Joel Embiid, and they're gonna shade someone else, someone else over to help out with James Harden. So if Tyrese Maxey is also garnering a little extra attention based on how the ball swings to him and he's using his speed, but they may cut that off, try to build a wall a little bit and, and do exactly that. Tobias Harris, especially when they go into the zone, Keith, Tobias Harris has to find those little creases, whether it's the outside shooting from three, uh, getting to the high post to be that middleman to kind of, you know, get into the teeth of that zone defense and bust it up a little bit. 
what we saw from him last night, what we saw from him on Monday night against the Miami Heat as well in the with the absence of James Harden and Joel Embiid. This is important, man, because to your point of him being comfortable, he was also feeling uh, more confident out there, as you pointed out. And he, you could see the aggression. He went at Austin Reeves. There was a time late in the game in the fourth quarter, Keith, where Austin Reeves was there trying to defend him. Tobias Harris put the ball right on the floor and put that guy underneath the basket and laid it right up over him. And that's exactly what we talk about, being aggressive, being decisive with what he wants to do and not thinking. As soon as the ball touched his fingertips, Keith, he knew exactly what he was doing against Austin Reeves or even Russell Westbrook a few times because of his lack of defense as well. That's exactly what we're talking about when we need to see that aggression from Tobias Harris being decisive, being determined to get to the basket and finish and get what he needs. And even that might even open up a little bit from him getting to his spots in mid-range and knocking down those jumpers as well where they don't complain about that as being a part of the offense. Yeah. Now, no offense to Austin Reeves. I like him. I interviewed him. I remember working with him there. <laughs> but Tobias Harris is supposed to dominate him, though. So, 100%. Like, you know what I mean? He's supposed to. So the thing is, I want to see what what he's going to do against the Clippers and against Phoenix. Because, you know, no offense, but Austin Reeves is going to turn into your cousin. On uh, when they go up, when they go up against um, uh, it, when they go up against Phoenix, so it's kind of sort of like it's just different, man. But he did what he was supposed to do. I liked it, but I need to. I want to see him do that against different competition. You know, that's okay. That's all right. Just uh, tuning it up for that next competition against the L.A. Clippers tomorrow night, and we'll see how he does against his former team. Uh, out there. So, look, I, I just thought it was something that, as someone who wants more from Tobias Harris, me personally, wants more from Tobias Harris because of what I've seen him do, what I feel he's capable of doing, what I know he feels like he's capable of doing, that's what I want to see. Knowing that he feels like that he can take advantage of any matchup, especially with a guy like Austin Reeves, how dare you put Austin Reeves on me? You, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's how I'm looking at it if I'm Tobias Harris. And I want him. He's 6'9". And he has good length, he has a soft touch, and he can get that over him. And he's big enough to bang with these types of players like Austin Reeves and maybe a few others to do the same thing. Now, it will be a test if Marcus Morris is out there defending him or uh, even someone like Nicholas Batum from the Clippers with that length and that size that he has and just his IQ and his defensive acumen that he comes into the game with on Friday night. There are a number of players on the Clippers that we can talk about. Terrence Mann, shorter, but... We'll play you physical, uh, coffee, Amir coffee. There are a lot of guys, even though they're younger, they have that good size, that good athleticism that could get in the way. But in order for them to get to where they want to go, in order for him as a leader to always talk about what the team needs, he also has to recognize what he needs to do to take some of the pressure off of the others and make them even more difficult to defend because of what he is now adding to his mindset of what he needs to do. This could only bode well for Doc Rivers and the 76ers going forward. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. And, and again, I'm not knocking them. I just want to see what, what they're going to do. Like, again, Understood. You know, Bridges against these other dudes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Austin Reeves, I like him. I remember he worked out for the Sixers. You know, he had a pretty good college career. But we're talking about a dude who initially signed with a team on a two-way. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no offense, but I expect Tobias to do what he did. I hey, want to see what he you can know, do. You know how they say, make make a free throw, make a layup to see the ball go through the hoop? Maybe this is exactly what he needed, knowing that some of these other defenders will be there later Look, on, bro, especially This in the was playoffs. a layup on That's the what I'm saying. Court. This was a layup Good. on the crate court. I want to see an NBA regulation <laughs> layup. No offense, dog, but I, and like and and I feel bad. I feel bad hating on the dude because I don't want to hate on him. Like, but you know, I I don't know. Like that, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> this is you got to you got to start this somewhere. Start. You got to start but, somewhere. <laughs> but it's the equivalent of saying, "Yo, go down to the G League." And give me 30. And he come back with 45. And we like, yo, he was balling. Nah, dude. He was he was in the G League. He was <laughs> you know? picking on his little nephew. Yeah. <laughs> He's picking on his son. That's, we talk that's about wrong, nephew. Yeah. He's picking on that's his son. Wrong. Daddy's home. <laughs> well, he was back in Los Angeles where he spent some seasons having yeah. some success. And with that, man, taking names, <laughs> taking Austin Reeves' name that's yeah. a shame. We're gonna send this back to Austin Reeves and his people and let them hear this. Well, Keith, with that, the Sixers are now 45 and 27, and we got to talk about how now with them, do they have a shot, Keith, at getting to that number one seed at the top of the Eastern Conference with 10 games to go? because there's some other team, one team in front of them, and the Sixers knocked them off on Monday, and that team also lost last night. We'll get into why their win tonight and these upcoming games on the rest of the road trip are important, especially if they're trying to catch the Miami Heat as we keep it going right here, Locked On 76ers. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet online Especially Reeves. with Tobias Harris against Austin Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bet I don't want to kill total. Austin because I, I like, Bet I like Austin. I, but I, I do, I like Austin, but I just I just don't think it's a good comparison. I mean, again, I get what you're saying, but it's, it's like, you know, it's like me racing my daughter in track. I can't do it now because I got bad hamstrings <laughs> and a bad back. But two years ago, I used to smoke her left and right in the backyard. <laughs> like, come get some. Keep come going. Get some. Keep going. Right. Keep so, going. I'm, so look, I'm, I'm placing but, my I'm placing my bet on your daughter or bet online. Go ahead. Keep going. So, so bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news of the season. Right. So what you need to do is head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. It's bet online where the game starts do it today people do it today (laughs) welcome back to locked on 76ers as the 76ers pick up the five point win on the road in la kicking off this three-game road trip they are now 45 and 27 keith and a three-way tie for second place with the bucks who were idle last night but the celtics who also picked up a win at 46 and 28 now with their record after beating the Jazz, Keith, in Boston, 125-97. They smacked that team last night. The Celtics are 9-1 in their last 10. Milwaukee is 8-2 and 
and their last 10. The Sixers are six and four, the same for the Miami Heat. How much of a chance, Keith, do they have of catching the Miami Heat at this point with them sliding in last night for the people who didn't see it? And man, I don't know what was going on, what was said in that in that huddle. But man, they were getting after Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam. It was more Eric Spolster first. Udonis Haslam stepped in in defense of Eric Spolstra coming at Jimmy Butler, talking about he would kick his you-know-what, and then Eric Spolstra's throwing the clipboards at Jimmy Butler. The Sixers broke him <laughs> on Monday, and now, now they're losing their mind as they lost to Golden State last yeah. night, Keith. They're a game and a half back, man. Yeah, I, I ain't going to lie, dude. I kept watching that video over and over again. Because, like, yeah. nothing again, like, I love the Sixers game, but the game was a little boring for a little bit. So that video popped. You know Mike Lee, right? Michael Lee. Yeah. So Mike yeah. Lee, the brother Mike Lee, like posted it on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> let me check this out." So then, like, one of the comments did a dude zoomed in, and if something was like Eric Spolster was like, "What you want to fight?" He said, "You want me to fight you or something like that?" Is that what yeah, you want? Yeah, he said you wanted me to fight. Yeah. And then he was like, "Nah." And then next thing you know, you saw Jimmy saying something, and then UD Udonis just went like. I'll kick your blade right there. And I'm yep. like, whoa. Yep. So then, but the yeah. whole funny part is, like, the, the funny part was, if you notice, Eric Spokes was like, oh, nah, we were, like, talking about dinner or whatever, right? We after the this, game, he said, After yeah. the game, right? <laughs> dinner reservations. Then, yeah. Dinner reservations. And then other guys like, oh, it's nothing to see here. <laughs> this and that, right? Nah, okay. bro, it's something to see. Because what happens is, if you look at this team, Post All Star break, guys have been struggling. Jimmy Jimmy's shot is down. A lot of other, I mean, percentage guys have been struggling, and I think that things like this do happen. But a lot of times they happen sure. at practice when no one's there. They happen in the locker in the locker room when no one's there. Right here, this was bad, man. It was a bad look because you know it it, it looked like, believe it or not, it, it seemed like. It took a lot of people to like get order. You know what I mean? It, and it, it happened in front of everyone. It wasn't just like, you know, you hear like if you think about it when Dwight Howard and and uh Anthony Davis got into it early in the season, that was squashed quick. They stood up, they argued, they said a cut through words, and then they broke it up. This one was on the court, man. It looked like they, it looked like, dude. It looked, it looked like it could have turned into the palace on South Beach. I mean, the malice on South Beach. <laughs> the malice like, nah. on South Beach. Yeah. yeah. Nah. If somebody well, would have broken up, I mean, it was just a bad look. Just a bad look. It, it was. It wasn't a good look. And then you had, of course, uh, Dwayne Devin was trying to get Jimmy Butler to calm down, and other teammates of I, I don't remember who it was was trying to calm down. Uh, Udonis Haslam, Markeith Morris was trying to keep. Eric Spolstra and keep him, you know, under control a little bit because they had a job to do. They were in the huddle. They had to figure out what they needed to do. And others, PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry came over a little bit. And uh, it, it was it was something, man. But to your point, it, these things oftentimes can can make you, you know, make it can change things for your team, mess up the camaraderie. But it also sometimes, Keith, it brings you together. 
Now, I'm curious because we always hear about the heat culture and what the heat culture is. I'd imagine they think that that's not the heat culture. That's not what they nah. typically do. So now what does this do for them going forward? So if there's a little bit of a crack in there and they're only a game and a half back, they're six and four in their last 10, as I mentioned, you talking about how they've been playing after the All-Star break. The Bucks and the Celtics specifically are playing some very, very good basketball. The Sixers, even when they we feel like, again, six and four, not keeping pace with the Bucks and the Celtics overall in the last 10, we still look at them and say, they're still there, though. So if the Miami Heat slip up a little bit, there's a chance that the 76ers with the Bucks and the Celtics could potentially overtake the Heat if they falter a little bit here down the stretch. They've already played, what, uh, 70, 73 games the Miami Heat have played, so they have nine left. Who knows what's going to happen now going forward because of this? And if this is an issue for them, at least down the stretch, we don't know about the playoffs when they get in there, but at least for now, this could be something that's problematic for them and be beneficial for the Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics as well. Yeah, the thing about the NBA, like, and, and this is a great uh, uh, subject uh, thing to talk about, but the thing about the NBA, unfortunately, is um, we don't know who's going to play on any given night, right? But when you look at it, you would assume that this would benefit the Sixers more so than anyone, because when you talk about strength of schedule, moving forward, the Boston Celtics have the fourth toughest schedule, right? The Milwaukee Bucks have the fifth toughest schedule, right? And so they then keep you go, winning. <laughs> and they keep winning, right? And then you they go keep winning. And you go and they keep winning. But then you go down, the uh the Miami Heat is twenty twenty one and the Sixers are twenty third. So actually the Sixers are seventh and easiest schedule moving forward, where Miami is is what um, ninth. So you would think that that would benefit the Sixers. The only thing is, the question is, is who's all going to play? And you know, like who's going to play? Because they got a couple more back to back. Now, the last two, <laughs> you assume that. The last game, at least, that probably a lot of players won't play that game, right? But if, if it's still tight, maybe they will. I mean, but sure. and if they don't play, what happens? Are they going to lose that game, you know? So, but mm-hmm. it, it's out there for the taking. I, I It's just hard to put a grasp on it just because in today's NBA, players don't play, star players don't play. No, and, and you, you're right about that. Man, the Celtics are playing some great basketball right now. They're 9-1. and one. They're just beating up on everybody. So that's going to be a tough matchup for anyone. But when you look at the Chicago Bulls, who were at the top with the Miami Heat for such a, a, a good amount of time in the Eastern Conference, they have now fallen to the fifth spot. And Keith, with these three teams uh, at one and a half games back of Miami, the Chicago Bulls are three games back of the Sixers, Bulls, Bucks, and Celtics. So... Right now, we might be looking at what the top four is between the Heat, Sixers, Celtics, and the Bucks in no particular order, that that's your top four. So then it's just about jockeying for position, seeing where you can end up as high as possible in the seating and what the matchups might be. We got the news about the mayor uh, lifting the vaccine issues there in, in New York, which will now allow Kyrie Irving to play in the home games at Barclays beginning on Sunday. So things could change very quickly here over the next couple of weeks 
as we get down to the final games and the final weekend of the regular season by April 10th, things could change in a big way, Keith. And uh, for the Sixers to get where they want to get to, they have to keep up playing this solid basketball coming up next with the Clippers and, of course, on Sunday against the best team in basketball, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. They, they, they're going to have to do that. I mean, they're going to have to, you know, you, it's like, you're going to have to steal a win. I mean, I think I shouldn't have, enough, have to because anything happened. But it would be nice if they stole a win on Sunday after beating the Clippers. I think they'll beat the Clippers. But I think it'll be great. They should. If they feel, yeah, a great if they could still a win for them against Phoenix. You know. Nah, got you, man. Well, listen, Keith. Uh, we uh, we have to go, man. Thanks for making Locked On Seventy Sixers your first listen every day. Really good win for the Sixers last night against the Los Angeles Lakers, forty-five and twenty-seven, second place. Tied with the Bucks and the Celtics for second place, a game and a half back of the Miami Heat, who the Sixers have broken. And uh, make sure for your next listen, <laughs> you check out <laughs> every day. You check us out tomorrow and uh, listen in as we preview the Sixers and the Clippers and why this game is important and continuing along uh, with the, uh, the the trend, of course, with 10 games remaining, why it's important for them to get this W against the Clippers. And Doc Rivers going against his former club, man, going back, staying in the same area, CryptoArena.com, which is a weird name, staying there, and then uh, picking up a W against that Los Angeles Clippers team. So we'll preview the game. We'll talk about Doc Rivers going back to his former club, playing against them, coaching against them. One of his guys, Ty Lu, and the Clippers, Keith, remember, they beat the Sixers earlier in the season. So some revenge for the 76ers in LA. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, where Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, thanks for spending some time, man, while you're out there in LA. I know we have a time difference, but a good one last night. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, well, we'll catch up tomorrow, man. Have a great rest of your night. And again, thanks, everybody, for listening to 76ers Locked On 76ers Podcast. Good night. Good day.